You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 2.5 FM here on Tuesday. My name is Daryl Connor. welcome to the only wrestling podcast by fans that don't hate wrestling, the one and only show you need to be listening to, particularly if you like uh, Time Machine Wrestling, and uh, we have some a lot of news to cover as well this week as well. Um, it's It's been wild. I don't know what's going on, uh, nine times out of ten, but every time I turn on uh, some kind of social media or Twitter, more crazy stuff is going on. And to help me break all this down and then jump back in the time machine, going all the way back to In Your House number six, is the one, the only, undefeated, one and all, Mr. Martin Herty. How are you, Martin? We're here. We're back. There's no stopping us. We're like, uh, we were away for two weeks, but we're like, um, we're like cockroaches, plutonium, and impact wrestling. We will never die. Never. <laughs> you know, since the last... In whatever state, we will struggle on forever. Since the last show, I've been in four different countries. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I don't know why I do the things that I do, but well, the traveling uh, is, is wild. Ever, ever since we uh, had the um, international flight database collapse. I don't we were, blame you for ever, for never wanting to go on the plane again. <laughs> when we were trying to get back from all in, I don't even want to set foot in a bus station. I like my house and my couch and I go to my train and and begrudgingly, even though my office is only 10 minutes up the road, begrudgingly I go to work once a week. But but otherwise, I don't want to see the outside world. That is fair. I mean, here's the thing. I just I I just like the the experience of flying when it's when it's not with a a specific airline or not after uh, the incident that nearly made me have to get a ferry home. I think if I had to get the ferry home, Martin. I would be very much in the same boat as you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we got loads of wrestling to catch up. So with. much wrestling. Loads so of wrestling news. But we're also into October, into the spooky season. Have yes. you given you given any thought to maybe your costume this year or any kind of Halloween parties or anything? Well, see, that's why I was over in Paris, because uh, Disneyland had their, their special Halloween spectacular on. Oh, so yeah, let, I, let, let me let me give me three guesses if I can see what you got. Well, no, the thing about it is, it, I was initially going to go back over to Orlando, but I'm like, oh, that's a that's a long flight and expensive. So I was just like, no, I'll go over to Paris, and uh, you know, it just all kind of worked out where that made a lot more sense. Um, 
but the, the whole idea came from the fact that you know Disney and Universal do special Halloween things. And I've been over to Disneyland um, in Paris where they at Christmas time, and it's it's lovely at Christmas. And a Halloween, it's it, it's it's a whole different vibe. They don't obviously do the same thing that they do in America. I think America like uh, make a lot more. It's much more Halloweeny. Because here's something I realized, uh, and maybe if uh, you're listening to this in the UK, you're listening to this in America, you might not actually notice. Because uh, I didn't notice. But if you're if you're a listener in Europe, um, you're gonna be like, yeah, obviously. Halloween isn't really a thing in Europe. Mad. Like, Did you notice? I, no, I didn't no notice. like I got it not being a thing in, you know, Central Africa or it not being a thing in, you know, Southeast Asia or whatever. But mm. I would have thought given its Celtic roots and that the Celts sort of came from Europe, I, I thought there would have been maybe some sort of, even if not Samhain, there would have been some sort of a... Similar festival along the line, but yeah, it's not a thing. And well, the see, worst, the worst part is, is if you're talking to like uh, uh, someone from Germany or someone who's Dutch or whatever, mm. and you mention Halloween, they're like, "Oh, that silly American thing." It's like, no, it's Irish. <laughs> they took it and made it nonsense. You see, the funny thing about it is, you've you've there's a lot to unpack there, right? So Celtic isn't an, is an Irish, right? This is what they told us in college. It was the first thing when we did Celtic Ireland. Made a big thing out of it. It was like three slides, right? Uh, and obviously, like, Gaelic is, is Irish, right? And sound came from that. Um, but, and obviously that was exported over to America, and that's what, that's what happened there. I Where I discovered this was, I went to, to Holland, uh, to Amsterdam, to go to Elfteling, which is a, a basically Disneyland, the original Disneyland, <laughs> If you've taken uh, substances and you're in some weird different dimension, because Elfling's amazing, but Love it's the sound of that. oh man, Elfling's wild. It's so cool. It's so it's so tri- trippy. Is the only word I can use because it's like you've just gone in a different dimension, uh, and it's it's the Magic Kingdom true in a different dimension on on some kind of trip. Um, I would recommend it to everybody, and then it has like a bunch of roller coasters. It's great. But while I was there, I you know they were they were doing their Halloween thing as well. But I'm like, this is very harvesty, you know. I it it doesn't doesn't feel like Halloween. Then I was in an Uber, uh, talking to the to the Uber driver, and he's like, yeah, we don't really do Halloween here. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's weird. I I because like you, Martin, I I, I thought they genuinely would. I thought like a Northern Europe thing. But then again, Amsterdam and and France isn't Northern Europe. It's mainland Europe, right? We're Northern Europe. Yeah. And um. Yeah, apparently it's a harvest festival they do, and they it's a bit more Christian where they go over and like sing little carols, and apparently it's lovely. But that's just you know not Halloween. So when I went over to Paris for Halloween uh, to Disneyland, it's still not Halloween. Like they, it's it's more of the same. It's very harvesty festival and and that kind of thing. But they still have like the, the, once they bring the Disney stuff into it, like the haunted mansion, and that it, it becomes a bit more spoopy and and fun so it was this weird yeah, clash you'd, of cultures you'd imagine given the american influence over disney that even in france disney would still have you know things like halloween and- yeah but this is what i'm saying and i'm just like i was sitting there going okay i, I respect i respect it but i'm also like i i was thankful for the american influence because i'm like it actually kind of gave you the halloween thing and what's interesting as well um 
a lot of people there, they were dressing up and, and wearing different costumes and Nightmare Before Christmas was a big thing. And it, it, it's a really, really cool time to go to Disneyland Paris. But again, if it wasn't for the American, going back to what I said, if it wasn't for the Americanization of Halloween, there would be no Halloween on the continent. So it is pretty <laughs> funny how it works out, right? Um, I imagine among wrestling fans, a big one this year will be The Fiend. Bray Wyatt or The Fiend yeah, or some, yeah, some version of. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't answer the question. I don't have one. I don't know. Uh, like, I play in a black metal band, as you know. We're playing Seeds oh, so of Limerick just, on 28th. <laughs> Put no, your, oh, your, no, your work we're, uniform on. Yeah, we're we're literally playing the twenty eighth. So I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be wearing, gonna be wearing the, the paint and everything. So I mean, it's funny, man, right? Because at at the in Disneyland Paris, they were all wearing the wearing the paint to be spooky, and I'm just like, I realized how desensitized I actually am to it when I was I was just standing there like, what? Like, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, this this is not a normal thing that most people do. So uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I'll be doing. I'll be playing the game. We're playing Siege of Limerick. And folks, if you, if you're in Ireland, or even if you're not, if you're in like um, somewhere that's like two or three hours away, two. it's worth Siege of Limerick is worth the journey. It is if Siege of Limerick's in, class, and it's you're free. Yukon Ho in the absolute <laughs> desolate, frozen tundras of northern Canada. Get yourself to the Siege of Limerick. Well, look, it's it's a it's a metal festival that has three stages. Three, uh, yeah, three stages, yeah, in Limerick. It's all day and it's a hundred percent free. So I mean, if you like metal, not just Irish metal, just in general, uh, it's the place to go. And I don't know what stage we're playing on. It may or may not be the main stage, uh, but yeah, that's where that's where we are, and it's on the twenty eighth, not not twenty eighth, twenty twenty ninth, Sunday the twenty ninth of October. Well. Me and me and the missus are going. Have decided to go as this is either going to be a, a triumph or, dis, or a disaster. Uh, the Kelly Gang. Oh, like the Ned Kelly. Yeah, you're familiar with Ned Kelly. Yes, yes, yes. So we're either going to look like badass bush rangers from the 1800s, or two Egypts with buckets on our heads. So <laughs> just just depends how well we how well we can make the costume. I I thought you were going to go with like be a Billy Gunn. I'm like. Oh, uh, you know, I don't have the body confidence to, <laughs> to pull off those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, OK, that's a, it's a pr- pretty good costume, though, to be fair. Uh, let me know how it works out, because like Halloween, I love Halloween. Uh, I, I, I wasn't really a Christmas person. I, I'm kind of becoming a Christmas person now because I haven't worked in retail in, in a long time. And it, I don't hate over, it. Nearly. Yeah, got over the PTSD. I got over the PTSD of it. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm like, oh yeah, Christmas is actually lovely when you're not dealing with, people. you know, hordes of people <laughs> for, for 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 months at a time. Um, so yeah, like, but Halloween is is always great. So uh, it, we might do something on the show. I don't really like. I was gonna do like a Bray Wyatt thing, but yeah, that might be cool. You know, that, yeah. that could be cool. We could look at best spooky gimmicks or spooky yeah. matches. That could be fun. Um, like that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll do something because I mean, like the twenty. 27th yeah we, we record on a friday so the 27th is the show anyway so we'll put that in on our social media guys let us know if you have any questions uh reach out yes, to us on any media. suggestions for spooky matches spooky gimmicks whatever you think oh we could even do a tna run we could oh we could look at the last rice match it's just all spooky though <laughs> uh, 
We could look at the, lo- the yeah, we could look at that. That could be fun. We haven't we haven't covered it. We've just sort of no, uh, we just alluded, alluded to it. <laughs> maybe maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to dust it off. We could look at the Doomsday Chamber blood match featuring um, uh, Andrew the Punisher Martin. Actually, I I want to transition into talking about something, right? So look, yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rail on AW for a bit, right? Oh uh, no, come on! No, 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 come on! You have to let me. You have to let me. TK's tweets alone this week. I mean, he's earned what? a bit of a bit of a. Okay, lesson. do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your rail, and then I'm gonna rail right back because I th- I think his tweets are brilliant. That's fair. Okay, no, what I'm gonna say is like so. Obviously, while we while we've been away, a lot has happened, folks. Uh, and the big one is the debut of a, um, Adam the Punisher Copeland, right? Um, Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> Demon Striker. They should have went back to use that. <laughs> I love that one. That was that. They should have just used that one. That would have been fun. Do, but they didn't. but here, do you know what? Go on. You know what AEW is like with like wrestling history and all that. Like they yes. really love it. I guarantee you. That he's going to come out as Demon Strike, or he's going to come out as Sex and Hardcastle. Like, so you know the way Jericho's done his Lionheart gimmick, and his, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure even when Punk, when he was there, did went back to his old uh, Ring of Honor roots and all. So, I, I imagine that they have all this planned out. That there's a lot of uh, a lot of sides of Adam Copeland, except Edge. <laughs> we won't see that. <laughs> we will see the rated R superstar because WWE never copyrighted that. That's, that was wild, that's, wasn't that's it? Well, it's crazy. But anyway, you know, the reason why I, I, I bring him up is, and I, you know, I made the joke there a minute ago, like, the, for some reason, my TNA sense tingles with this. Uh, and it's not for the reasons that you might expect, like it's, you know, the, the, the hard camera, empty arena or whatever. That all doesn't matter. That's, that's all AEW stuff in general. But um, I don't know. Can you help me with this, Martin? I, I don't, it just feels very like when he came out. I was like, "Oh, there he is," you know, rather than like, "Oh my God, it's Edge!" Like, it it's just like, "Oh, this is." And then he, he's using his own name, and it's just it just triggers Andrew the Punisher Martin, you know, from <laughs> TNA. And I'm like, "Oh, I just I can't. I I just I just really I find it very hard to, to get over that." Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know what it is now. Don't get me wrong. I really, really enjoyed his segment with, with Christian. I think that's going to be wonderful. I think when they have their feud, it's going to be amazing. But the in- that was amazing with I three get, I, words. Um, I won't say them because I know. We're oh, we can't. Pre watershed. It's a t-shirt now. Ah, oh, but with three words, Christian made himself the number one heel in the business. Like, oh yeah, it was amazing. Like, as I said, though, always ha- it's like the meme always has been. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's just unbelievable. Listen. The question I have for you, and it's a genuine question, right? Why, or not even why, does it bother you the same way it bothers me when wrestlers use their real names? Particularly when it's not a cool name. Like, Kevin Nash is cool. Scott Hall is cool. Adam Copeland, not so much. He sounds like a bassist yeah, in an indie band. It's just a name, isn't it? Yeah. Andrew I mean, Martin is not, you know, again, Test was cool. Test was, you know, hip and with it. Andrew Martin... Not so much. Here's here's the thing about names, and I, I don't mean this specifically in wrestling. I mean this kind of with anything. I used to find it a lot with them um, whenever I'd written poems, short stories, or plays, or whatever. I would agonize over the name almost as long as I'd agonize over writing the actual content. 
I think names are very important as a first impact. And then after that, they just rapidly become fantastically unimportant because they just, they, it's really what you make of them. So if Adam Copeland goes on to have an amazing run in AEW, Adam Copeland will just be the sound that we use to refer to the guy who's having an amazing run. So I get uh, that it's not. No, I can't. No, I can't. I look. I know. Like it's I, be, because it's a it's a time thing. Look, um, what's a good example? Let me think of a good example. Brian Danielson. There you go. Daniel Perfect Bryan. example. Daniel Bryan for like the the part of his career where he was best known, but he went to AEW. He is having the most incredible string of matches of his life. Like he's every single week he's blowing me away. He's going out on collision yeah. and having pay-per-view level matches. Well, here's the thing. And that's that, now I, that's but, Brian Danielson now. And whenever you think Brian Danielson, you don't go, oh, that's backwards that you think that's the guy who's having those incredible matches. Well, no, look, I, I hear your point. And I'd say, but Brian Danielson has like, he was that before AEW. He, he, was, that, he, was. he was that. He was that before TNA. But, but not, not to the, and I think you'd agree with me here, not to the majority of of WWE fans. No, that's true. But I mean, it's a, okay. I, it's very superficial, and I will grant you that. Brian Danielson sounds cooler. <laughs> that Adam Adam Adam, Adam, Cop- Adam Copeland sounds like a bassist in an indie band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so like, okay. Um, imagine if Chris Jericho came out with Chris Irvine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it bangs a TNA. It's very normalized. Yeah, it bangs of TNA, and that's. I mean, and I, I was sitting here trying to think about what it was, and then again, it's like, yeah, it's when Test came out as Andrew the Punisher Martin, and it was the cringiest thing that ever happened. Uh, and I'm still not over it. It was nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> it, just, it just stuck with me forever. And I'm like, I just, it never, it like, for the, okay, I'm not going to say it never works because sometimes it, it does work, obviously, but it, I don't know. It's like they stripped away, like, the if factor from him, you know? And he's just a guy in there. It, it's just so weird. I, I don't know. I think, I think it'll, it's just so it'll weird. Come down to what this run is. Like you say, it really helps. It's that a, okay. WWE it's, for some reason just didn't trademark. Yeah, rated R superstar. Well, here's the thing: if they just called him that, just call him that, the rated R superstar. Don't call him anything else. Call him that. I think that well, would be. I think it. I think it gives a kind of a an air of sort of sporting legitimacy to it. No, stop. Use the real stop, names. I no, think it does. Stop, no, stop, stop. No, don't, don't do this to me. No, but it does. No, it does. Look, look at who the best wrestlers it's are. It's not real. Bret Hart. <laughs> No, but I know it's not real. But no. you're talking about the guys who have those styles of matches. You're talking I Bret know. Hart, Owen Hart, Chris Benoit, um, Adam Copeland. You know, like no. Brian Danielson. It's, I, th- I think no. it's one of those things that will change with time. But actually, I, I can definitely see your point because I remember wanting to crawl up inside my own rectum and day of cringe whenever War Machine came out as the Viking experience. I honestly no, thought I'd never recover from <laughs> it, recover from that one. It's just so it's just so hard to like take it seriously. You know, and I mean here's the thing. I liked Edge. He was great, you know? Uh I just don't know what it is. It's like 
okay, it's like if you under like okay, obviously AJ Styles, right? You yeah. Know, Jeff Jeff Jarrett. The you know these are the real names. It's totally fine. The Undertaker. Here's that. Here's my <laughs> point, right? <laughs> if the Undertaker came out as Mark Calloway, mean Mark Calloway. Yeah, mean. Like I know he did, I, and that's that's a very good point. Yeah. You'd be like, that's, that's what he was christened, mean Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, you'd be like, no, stop. You know, stop. You know, it's he, like Pete. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dust off the old chestnut here. PJ Palacco. Who would you rather see? PJ <laughs> Palacco. Or, or, or that's not fair. Or just incredible. We're, no, that's very we're fair. A, no, we're trying to have a civil fair. conversation here. You've gone nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> like that's come on. No, I, I'm sorry, Martin. I'm sorry, but this is what I'm saying. It triggers the TNA button, which is the nuclear button. <laughs> you, brought our, a, you brought a tank to a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to watch Hardcore Justice again? Because <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> the feud between PJ Palacco and it was, and it went like five minutes, and it was just like headlocks and, <laughs> and hypnosis. But that's, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, I think it is just because I've seen it happen before, and it just it, an it, awful lot of the disagreements we have on this podcast stem from your PTSD over TNA. Probably. Yeah, probably. And it's just it just triggers it. And it's just like, oh, God, no. When he walked out, man, I, I just I couldn't. I was like, oh, they couldn't even come. Like, what about Razor? Let's call him that. Hey, it's Razor. You know, <laughs> they're going to set them. Now, see, that bangs a TNA to me. That bangs really? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that ba- that's more like WCW, though, to be fair. No, but like, so he was called Edge. And then they bring him into a different company to call him Ooh ledge like, <laughs> that, like you know the what fact I, that he just came out of his own name doesn't does it actually genuinely doesn't bother me but if he had to come out as edge or the rim or you know or, or why don't they just call him the edge or vampire edge or something i mean or do do like rhino call him edge E-D-J-E. <laughs> exactly yeah just do that i mean there were ways around it but him just kind of going Oh, no, I'm going to use my own name. Well, like, oh. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dara. As the bard of Armagh, yes. I will defer to the second greatest bard in history on this particular subject, good old uh, Billy Shakespeare. Yes. Who declared that a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So, Well, uh, I, would love, I, I would love to hear his opinion on PJ Palacco. <laughs> Or, the bar, or, the or bar hardcore, might even have to draw the lane there. <laughs> or hardcore justice in general. Because <laughs> I mean, I, 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 he did. He wasn't alive for it. He was spared it. So <laughs> it was, yeah. He and was, came close by a mere four hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just a bit. Just missed. It. Just, just missed it. He's laying in his grave, just going, dodge that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but I, you know, and I think when we start doing our TNA arc more, actually, no, you've confirmed it now. We are going to do the Doomsday Chamber blood match because you need to see this and see when Andrew Punisher Martin comes out. You'd be like, <laughs> oh my God, Darrow's right. Because again, I, I don't like to, 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 to beat this horse that much, but when, when AEW does this, it's just like, oh, Tony, what are you doing, buddy? I mean, it's free on YouTube. You can just watch these mistakes being made, you know, but. <laughs> I just don't know. I, the fact that no one said it to him, it's like, listen, 
<laughs> what are you doing? But, but again, it's it uh, honestly like it genuinely strikes me as something that's because of your past traumas is a, isn't <laughs> an issue for you. But it, it's something I never even um, actually even gave like a second thought to. Like Christopher Daniels is cool. Christopher, yeah, I mean, like names are. You know, certainly I know I wouldn't come out as Martin Hertie. Firstly, because nobody can pronounce my bloody name. Everyone calls me Harty. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, but look, okay, I'll put it this way, right? When when Dustin Reynolds went to different places, he always reinvented himself with a gimmick. And he yeah. was he was Black Rain in TNA. You're not you're not you're not selling it. <laughs> now that was a bad gimmick, right? PJ PJ James and Kip James, uh, you know, Road Dog, former number one contender. Uh, 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 you know, and the New Age Outlaws were the Voodoo Kin Mafia. That was equally yeah. as bad. So I'm not here saying, oh, Road, everyone Road, need- Road Dog went to TNA and said, what I need is a really crappy name and a really racist gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was the second gimmick. This one where he just attacked Vince for the whole time. Oh, right. Was it was just a uh, Voodoo Kin Mafia? Bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I'm not saying that every time this is done, it, it's a good thing. In fact, sometimes it makes it so much worse. But at the same time, I don't know. Look, history will 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 will, will be the arbiter in this. But when I see Edge come out here, I'm, I'll come out to to this, like it's weird. He's coming out to the same theme. He's doing the same gimmick, and he's using the rated R superstar. It just, oh man, it just bangs the TNA. I, I don't know what it is. I really don't. I don't know. Oh no, actually, hold on, hold on, just... hold on. Do you, do you think he, like, if I was in his position, right, I would have went to Vince and been like, listen, here's a million dollars. I want, because obviously he has it, right? I'd be like, look, or even TK would be like, look, here's a million dollars, two million dollars. Let me buy that name off you. Or let me use that licensing agreement. I don't know why he doesn't do that. But I don't think he wanted it. So he came out and the whole crowd was chanting, Adam, Adam. And he was like, oh my God, that's so nice to hear my name. I think Mm. he knows he's towards the end of his career. This, however many, I don't know how many years his contract is, but I imagine this will be his last wrestling Mm. contract. I think he wanted to go out on his own terms. He wanted to go out as himself, okay. as Adam Copeland. I, it's one of, and I want... it gives extra kind of legitimacy to this awesome feud he's having with his real-life best friend, Christian. Okay. So in TNA, there used to be uh, one of the big things that TNA tractors would say would be oh, wrestlers would cut, would cut promos when they've jumped from WWE to TNA and be like, oh, I finally get to be me. <laughs> they wouldn't let me be me and oh, it's just I mean I, for some people that's good and for some people that's but there are some people who definitely should not be themselves <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, I don't know like like Kane 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 you know, yeah, okay, fair do you want Kane or do you want the weird conservative mayor of like no I like I like Kane give me Glenn Jacobs is uh, give me Kane well, look, when Team 3D came to Impact Wrestling, you know, Brother Devon and Brother Ray, that was weird. I'm not going to lie. That was that was a weird adjustment. And eventually they made it work. I mean, Bully Ray became a, a huge star. I used air quotes. 
because uh, he's never a star. Uh, became a you know to the point that WWE when he came back is like, no, you're you're being Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, and that's what you're being. Uh, but you know, it became less weird. It was more like. It just became something that you'd be like, okay, fine enough, they're Team 3D. And Team 3D got over. So I'm not saying it can't be done. No, but that's what I was saying earlier. If if he goes on to have a genuinely great run, um, I I don't think it'll it'll matter. Kurt Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle is a case of point as well where, you know, it can be done. I don't know. I just, I I hope, I hope it it, it does kind of, I don't know how to, you know, it's weird that you you have this, this viewpoint on it because I think it kind of like shows the other side of the coin because I'm I, I'm I guarantee there's people who who are just as strong about it as I am and then a lot more people who are obviously on on your your viewpoint on it too but the entire time I mean, I'm just like I, just, I, I you know I think it's just personal part like I do see where you're coming from like I say the Viking experience thing was the worst example of what i've ever seen pj mm. polacco is, <laughs> is is well up there and but like oh, there's like loads of wrestlers if you read any wrestler's book they all had some now normally it's in the very early stages of of the career but they all had some dreadful name because you, know? right, you know balls mahoney for example right when he was cojones it's like that's actually not too bad that's okay i mean what was it that they changed booker t's name to whenever he was like standard army gay for some reason. Oh like yeah, yeah. The uh, sniper or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. In WCW. Like, oh, he was Booker T. He was really over and totally recognizable. Why are you changing his name? I just, you know, it's interesting, and it must be like a, a legacy thing, where like Edge was was in WWE so long that he did not own that copyright. You know, probably some other people who have there later on, like particularly, you know, AJ Styles never had that problem. Um, Kurt Angle, obviously, because his name never had a problem. But anyone who used their gimmick, Samoa Joe would be the same. Um, it's mad. It's isn't just it? mad, and yeah. It, that there isn't like some sort of um, like uh, what, what does it call it when you're not married? A common law marriage. Yeah. Just if you've been living together for so long, you kind of have the same rights. Uh, it's mad that there isn't something where if you've been going as Edge for twenty years, like you get shared ownership. But I mean, like, here's the thing. I I know WWE did try this because, of course, they did. No one else is going to be able to be Edge. You know, you're not going to have some lads exactly. Just, you know, like, just it's spiteful, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it it is, and it's it's one thing that like I wish wrestling. Like, I know why they don't do it because the amount of money that you know that that they can make on that is still an issue. But there should be some kind of like leasing, where it's like, okay, I will license this for like Spider Man, for example. You know where. You know, Marvel will rent Spider-Man or whatever from Sony, and uh, they'll be able to use them in his movies. That would make sense. I just, you're, you're probably right though. Maybe. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember Jim Helwig got around it by legally changing, changing his the, name to the Warrior? Well, there you go. Why doesn't Ed do that? You know, yeah, but maybe he doesn't want to. Yeah, exactly. We, we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there you go. I mean, like, that's what. Look, I would do that. I'd be like, you know. If jeez, oh, Adam Copeland, oh, it's just it's just so boring. He sounds like a bass player in a, in a punk in an indie band that isn't very good. But you know what, Dara? Yeah. Like every band needs a bass player. 
They do, and and I'm not I'm not digging at bass players, but it's like sounds like yeah, sounds like you're going to have a an awkward conversation when you go back to see the horrenda lads. <laughs> Here, uh, they, now that we've ragged on Pearl Adam, the Edge, Sexton, Hardcastle, Copeland, long enough. Demon Striker's better. What it actually is. <laughs> so you know, it's one better. of those names that's so ridiculous. It actually does a full 360 and works. Yeah. It's I like mean, uh, something you'd hear in like Eastbound and Down or whatever. Well, it's, it's like the B-Sharps, a name that's funny at first and gets less funny every time you use it. <laughs> it's so daft, you love it. Yeah. But here, Go on. speaking of the crisscrossing mixed worlds of Ring of Honor and AEW and Impact, uh, because we know he was in Impact because we saw both of his nipples, Oh, God. Uh, and WWE, <laughs> in the space of a week, Punk has gone from he's a hundred percent showing up to Survivor Series to like six days later, he <laughs> asked WWE for a job and they said no, get out. I think that's a work. Not a chance. No, no, I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record here. Go, go uh, for it. I'm gonna go on record. I'm gonna say that is a work. He is going to show up at Survivor Series, and they do not want people knowing that. Now, here's the thing: it could be, it could be the case, and it's more realistic to be like, "No, you're you're not worth the the trouble." I mean, that would make sense, but this is WWE we're talking about. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's. I don't think. Look, I think some of it is maybe I just wanted to happen, but another part of me is just like, no. No, it seems it seems a lot more likely that he will show up at Survivor Series. I think me and you saw his last match live. Um, I mean that I mean that's the logical solution. I mean that makes sense. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I do think you're right, but there's just something I don't even know what it is. Well, there's just something he, about it that doesn't feel right. He, here's what it is for me, right? Go on. Um WWE right mm. now mm. is flying high. I mean, unbelievably. Like, never mind like the height of the Attitude Era or you know Hulkamania. Right? And WWE right now has more money, more power than they have ever had. Oh yeah, easy, easily. Even during Cena's time, a- you know, at, at e- any yeah. time in their history. Yeah. And the thing is that right now. They just they do not need punk. Like they like here's here's the analogy I would I would give it. Because punk can make them more money, I'm sure, but not significantly more when you're already breaking in, you know, you're a multi billion dollar company. So if I said to you, Dara, here is ten million euro, right? Mm. That's just yours. No strings. You're just you've been doing great. Here's 10 million euro, and that's mm. yours, and that's it, right? Or if you want. What's in the box? <laughs> the box, I, can, box. I can give you 12 million euro, right. but you have to roll this dice, and there's a one in six chance you lose everything. Oh. That, that, that's what it is with Punk. Like, if he came in and it went really well, they probably would make a ton of money off it. Mm. But the thing is, they already have 18 tons of money. And really don't need to take the risk on this lunatic. Like, he came in and he legitimately, AEW still has not recovered from 
from Brawl Out because Brawl Out was the point where everyone was talking about AEW because the in-ring product was so good. The matches were incredible. The story was really good. The product was really hot. And then Brawl Out happened. And then for the next year, all anybody talked about was the backstage bull. And amazing matches, amazing shows were happening and they were all getting ignored. And the product got less and less popular over that year mm. because all anyone cared about was oh what's who's fighting with who backstage who's feuding punk's coming back oh no he's not oh he might be oh, oh i heard he was at raw oh, i heard he was a you know so that dude like single-handedly wrecked a company that survived covid you know? <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious um no i mean sorry not that it happened but your your tagline's yeah. incredible <laughs> you know so like company survived COVID and will it survive punk? No. So like like whatever. <laughs> like WWE's too big. Yeah. To back, but yeah. do they need the headache? Like Yeah, see, here's the thing. I mean, the difference would be that like TK is a mark, right? And then we are too. I mean, we're doing a wrestling podcast, right? But he, he's a money mark and no one said he wasn't going to say no with punk. And he didn't. I mean, he just, he literally gave him all these mad things that he never should have gotten. And he's like, listen, you're working for me. Stop it now. Right. Which is what Vince would have done uh, for right or wrong. And he wasn't doing that. So, I mean, a lot of this was kind of like brought on by himself. But I do see your point. I don't think WWE would do something like that because um, like they definitely wouldn't let him run, which I mean, they kind of overcorrected and then we had the whole lawsuit thing and blah, 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 blah. Right. But, but. That being said, with WWE, they do always like to go for the big shock. I mean, Cena came back. The Rock came back. You know, like, these guys were, weren't supposed to come back. Now I know that it was because now, of the strike. That's true. But, but they still Those lads back. didn't spend the past seven years just bad-mouthing WWE <laughs> at every opportunity. And then they didn't debut on WWE's main rival and their whole gimmick was that wasn't even wrestling. I left wrestling in 2004 and now I'm back. That's true you too. Know? That's true too. I mean, look. And also, thing... half the top guys here really hate me. <laughs> like Seth Rollins hates him. Roman Reigns hates him. I'm not saying he's a top guy, but obviously The Miz has like a lot of longevity what? in WWE. Do you not think hates him. Yeah. Do you not think though that is a perfect setup for a WrestleMania angle? Yeah, but we've lived Dara, we have lived through this. It is a perfect setup. But oh, Punk, yeah, but Punk Punk versus <laughs> Colt Cabana was a perfect setup. Punk versus Omega was a perfect setup. But he didn't want to do those things. He wanted to punch Jack Perry backstage. Sorry, I I, I forgot what show we were doing. But Punk. <laughs> so that's what would happen. Yeah, that's what would happen. Right. And and they would set out an amazing story for him, right to the top, right to WrestleMania, the most incredible main event of all time. And then Punk would go and beat up, I don't know, Mansoor. <laughs> you know, like he just, yeah, no, you're right. You're you're not wrong. You're, you're actually you're hundred percent right. It's just. And again, like, he, like here's the thing for me. Go Do you on. remember when he started in AEW and yeah. you were like, man, the the UFC thing has really 
tarnished his image for me. Yeah. Because, you know, he he kind of presented himself as, like, legitimately the best in the world. And then he went and legitimately fought and got smacked twice. Like, for me, the the way he acted in AEW has legitimately tarnished his image for me in the same yeah. way the UFC loss did for you. Because he's constantly, like, he's constantly walking that gimmick but real life lane where he's you know all on the side of the workers and on the side of the people and but when it came down to it he's just a goddamn diva like like that would make it very hard now don't get me wrong i'd be mad interested to see what he'd do in wwe but i I don't think i could ever truly buy into him ever again Mm. no that's fair that's really fair i mean yeah, you lay out a very compelling argument. You really do. And that's why, like, when he was doing the stuff in AEW, it was very hard for me to actually buy into because I'm like, oh, that's not punk. And then when real punk showed up, I was like, oh, there he is. You know, because <laughs> you know what he is. Like, that's what he is. But at the same time, he went too far and obviously uh, caused a lot of trouble for himself. Yeah. Now, look. WWE's in a massive upswing at the moment, but these things don't last forever. No, you know, like, they don't, no. Um, like we all saw how quickly things fell off after the Attitude Era and, you know, the purchase of WCW and all that. So, like, that's not to say that in two years with the Bloodline story over and Cody's story over and they're not really kind of building any people up to come behind them. Like that things won't be a wee bit dead and a wee bit quiet and they'll go screw it, let's let's bring punk in and, and generate. Ah, yeah, but a... but there's no real point. I mean punk's punk is in bits. Like every big match he had in AEW, he got hurt after it. You know, I I mean like the thing about it is, even when he was younger, he was still not past his prime, but you know, not a young man anymore. No, well, d- double nipple rings will take a lot out of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was no need to do the two of them. There really wasn't. There, there like, really was. is, is it to jumpstart yourself in case you can't get up in the morning? <laughs> like, but uh, I honestly, God, I'm going to make a bet with you now, right? I don't know if you'll take this bet, but because it, it might be a long term thing, it might not come true till next year or the year after. But I'm going to make a bet with you. Ex- like accepting apart from stuff like uh you know the hall of fame or stuff like that i think you'll get that i definitely think he will get that eventually and yeah. in ring return punk will be if he returns in ring I, and i'm not convinced he will but if he returns in ring it'll be an AEW not WWE i look i'm still not going to discount that he could just show up and impact. Ah, uh, did he have enough? Did he have enough money? He, he might just do it out of spite. He he almost killed AEW. He could, <laughs> he could destroy Impact in a weekend. <laughs> no, no, they they'll be around for everything. That's, <laughs> that's what I that, thought. But don't worry, they'll be around for anything. I mean, Impact Impact survived Hulk Hogan intact just about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, just I mean, about. Just about. They they already had experience with it with a company killer, you know. Um, <laughs> couple of them. A couple Didn't of them. The, the survived Hogan. The survived Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> I know? mean, look. The thing about it is, it's like. I think if Impact 
where to take Punk in. They would know what they're getting. They, they would be aware of the situation, and they're like, okay, we know what we're getting into. We, we know what to expect. I think with AEW, the, pro- the only problem with Punk in AEW was that the guy making the decisions didn't realize what he had. He had a barracuda, and he thought it was a goldfish. And that was the problem. And then he, he became friends with the Barracuda. The Barracuda decided to be what it is. And he got scared. So I, I, no. I, I don't think we'll ever see him in Impact. Because one thing we have learned is that uh, Punk is a diva. He's an egotist. And he will not go out in front of those Impact crowds of 150 people. Like he walked out of AEW in front of the biggest crowd in wrestling history. No, he got fired. <laughs> he fired. Well, him. yeah. Well, he he, he, he would have still showed up. No, that's that's true. Yeah, he wrestled in front of the biggest crowd in wrestling history, and then immediately went backstage and punched a young fella. There. No, he punched him beforehand. Oh, was it before his? Match? It was. Before, that's why he was bleeding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he went. He punched the young fella. Whatever the train of events is, it's like it's it's not good. I'll like, be honest with you though, I find it incredibly entertaining, and I know oh, you don't. It's the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Oh man, if, if he went to WWE, like don't get me wrong, I'd be fascinated, just fascinated to see how. He does it, what he says, how long it lasts, I would give it three months maximum. (laughs) (laughs) Honest to God, if they brought him in for the Royal Rumble, it would be a miracle if he made it to WrestleMania. The thing of it is, it's like, I I do think that that TK should reconsider uh, and, you know, be like, look, you know, because the thing about it is, like, if if this is true, right, if it is true where, um, and apparently Randy Orton is going to return at Survivor Series. That's just breaking now. So maybe that's he's oh, taken. Awesome. Maybe maybe he's taken Punk spot. But if I can, because oh, I have awful trouble sleeping. So I'm, I'm <laughs> so glad to hear that Randy Orton's coming back. But <laughs> blissful but, slumber. <laughs> well, if nothing else, you can you can sleep nicely knowing that Randy Orton is is coming back. But. Uh, if RKO had a no, oh, he's already passed out. <laughs> but if it, that indeed um, Punk isn't going to WWE, and I look, I still do think that he he will show up at Survivor Series, if not the Rumble. Um, what could happen is, and I think what a better thing for AW, AW to consider is go right. We're gonna take him back, but it's under these circumstances. Yeah. And it would have to be very, very controlled. And I think, you know, Tony now would be like, right, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into here. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not your friend anymore. I'm not your friend anymore. He never should have been his friend for again. No, but like, again, hold on. If he had been a student of history and no, watched but, and watched TNA, he would have learned the but, danger of this. But, but he Tony's, didn't. Tony's greatest strength is his greatest weakness. Like Tony's greatest strength as a booker, as a promoter, is that he genuinely loves wrestling. Like, mm. he properly loves it. He wants to not only, like, produce a great, present, like, a great wrestling product, he wants to preserve wrestling history. Like, we have Wrestle Dream and all that just but happened. He, but he didn't follow any of it, Martin. I mean, if he had have learned the lessons of Dixie Carter, 
but that's what I'm saying. That's all, that's why his his greatest strength, what makes him such a great booker and such a great promoter, is also what kind of makes him like not a great like boss figure. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a great movie I watched um, recently. It's called Blackberry. It's about the history. It's a comedy movie, but it's about the history of Blackberry. You know the the phones. Oh, I'll be actually, interested. In it's really it's really really good, and um, it it's. You know, it's done over the course of the whole period of the company from their foundings in the area in the mid 80s up to they went under uh, only a couple of years ago. But basically their whole premise was they wanted to make products that worked, you know, not 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 made cheaply in China, not made to not made for maximum profit, but made to work. The, 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 the network's always up. The phones are always Top notch, blah 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 blah, and that was and their product. That's what killed them. And that's what killed them. God, see that's but, so weird well, to on. say that. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not only no. What killed them really was the iPhone, right? But their their reputation killed them to an extent where the minute they moved away from it to try and save themselves, they went down faster. So they were going down anyway because of the iPhone, but then when they shifted slightly away from it and didn't learn why they were successful it took them down even faster and that's the lesson that they should have learned just like the lesson that tony could have learned here just sitting down what you know reading a book on impact and being like right or wcw you know i I don't want to i think the wcw the wcw thing is has way more nuanced than than impact wrestling or TNA, Impact Wrestling is a different thing. Way more nuanced than, than TNA specifically. Because those mistakes, I see them, you know, that, the whole punk situation just screams, right? If you had just looked at this, it would have been, it would have been a little bit different. But yeah, that's that's it. Sorry, sorry for interrupting me. No, no, not at all. Here's, here's, I honest, like, my genuine opinion is that he's done that no wrestling company is going to touch them because they either can't afford mm-hmm. them or the mm-hmm. ones that can afford them don't want to take the risk. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But if, I, if, I, if someone said to me, he is going to make an in-ring return, what's your bet? My bet would be that he sits out for a year or two, right. realizes that because of the way he's behaved, WWE <laughs> don't want him. Right. But he also knows that Tony Khan... As you've said, well, your words are he's a mark. I don't really like the term money mark. Um, but he is, he <laughs> is a, the term. He's a, not a mark. yeah, but he's a legitimately huge fan. Wait, that's not my term, that's a Kevin Nash term. It's uh, yeah, Kevin Nash. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to give you editing. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, but no, I mean, fair enough. What I'm but, saying to you is, it's like, this is so, how wrestlers perceive them, you know, yeah, but my, my point is then that. I honest to God, if he is going to make an in-ring return, the only place I see it being in is AEW because mm-hmm. I think Tony Khan is the only one who would, like we just talked about, would overlook, you know, all the evidence that has <laughs> just happened to him. And because he loves wrestling, would just see the incredible wrestler CM Punk and would give him another chance. Now, he obviously wouldn't be as nice this time, 
it would mm. come with conditions. It would be like, hey, you're going to have a main event pay-per-view match with Colt Cabana, and you can like it or you can leave. And you're going to have one with uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Hangman Page. And- but that's what that's what it should have been. He should be like, listen, I'm your boss. Uh, you get no money if you decide to, to play around. Uh, yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, but look, here's like AW was. This is the kind of balance that Tony Khan has to walk. AW was set up to be the alternative, right? AW was set up as the company that doesn't treat wrestlers like crap, that doesn't fire people in the middle of their contracts for no reason, that doesn't demand that you work, you know, like 320 days out of the year, that doesn't force you to work like punk, sick, and literally crap yourself in the middle of the ring. Mm. You know, it was it was set up to be different, and Tony Khan was set up to be a different boss. And like I said earlier, what makes him incredible is also what makes him susceptible to grifters and divas. I, uh, you know what, I'll take your point on that. All I say is, as somebody who personally know knew Dixie Carter, she said the exact same thing. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that that, but it is wrestling, and wrestling isn't the sport. It's it's still very backroom, backstab kind of thing, you know. And and it is, and I think like what happens yeah. now. The cool that's why there'll never be a union. Well, there might be, but it would be, it would it would be if someone like Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson's uh, ilk became prevalent in wrestling as a whole you know what i mean like if it, like with, with, Dan, with, with him you're like okay but there's certain other guys particularly when you read the book like um what's it jtg's book yeah that that ha- both of them actually are, are hilarious reads but they're also horrific because you find out what goes on with some of the stars in wwe um and it's just kind of, and even in aw i mean the way we saw you know the whole brawl out situation held by the the, the elite Oh, except for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is, seems like he's really cool. He would be great too. Oh, but yeah. it, it needs to be. I still a... live, uh, Dara. I still live partially. I'm trying not to because I know it's not the real world. But I still live partially in the alternate reality where um, what I thought of a brawl out was true. That it was just yeah. like an amazing promo <laughs> setting up like a year's worth of feuds. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is, I mean, if if we lived in that that realm where wrestling was to get everybody over as much as possible um you know i i think we could do that but a lot of people are still just like no i'm in this for myself and that that's what brings down wrestling companies that's what brought down wcw that's what nearly brought down impact at its worst it's what nearly happened but nothing will ever bring nothing will ever the nukes will be flying the sun will (laughs) implode and he'll still be still be doing shows (laughs) Still be doing shows, um, which I mean, fair play to them because why not, you know? But um, yeah, I, I think on that note, we're gonna leave it for this week. But we are gonna we're gonna double record, so we're gonna come back and we're gonna look at um, w- w- our actual topics this week instead of our, our random catch up, guys. So so we're gonna do this as as a special bonus show. We're gonna do, and then we're gonna come back, uh, record the next show, and put them up on the feed as well. So Martin, is there anything you want to say before we 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 do a, a nice cut on this one? No, are we still pre-Watershed? Yes. Ah, oh, God damn it! I wanted to sign off with Christian, but I'll just say, have a lovely time, folks. There's lots of wrestling going on. Don't get caught up in the 
Twitter nonsense of it all. Like when you step no. outside that, there is really great stuff happening. Ignore that waffle and just enjoy the graps. Genuinely, folks, the more you're off Twitter, particularly as a wrestling fan, the better you'll be. But what I will say is if you do use Twitter, uh, contact us and give us ideas for shows that you want us to watch around Halloween because I can assure you the Doomsday Chamber blood match is going to be something else. I'm Actually, you know what I'm going to do, Martin? Go I'm, I'm going to pick out the top 10 spooky insanity moments from Impact Wrestling, from oh, TNA oh. Wrestling. That's Just what our 10? Halloween show is going to be. Just 10. I was going to limit the 10. <laughs> I'm going to do 10. Like, the, the craziest spooky moments from, from TNA Wrestling. Uh, we're going to watch them going to make a playlist because all the stuff's free on, on YouTube um, and we're going to watch them kind of, home, so. I don't know I don't think that'll work because everybody knows number one is like automatically going to be when the door was kicked open and Perry Saturn was changing out of his underwear like that's, <laughs> that's, that's your story. Every, everyone like already knows because there's no point in going in because everyone knows that that's going to be the top ones well I'll tell you what we'll have that as an honourable mention and we'll go for other ones <laughs> So we leave that one out because that one obviously wins. <laughs> Clear, but yeah. We'll, we'll just... go for something else. Uh, all right, folks. Well, we'll be back after. Uh, well, there's going to break. We'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Go over to the feed now over on Nerdtono Media and get uh, our other show where we're going to be talking about Wrestle Dream uh, in your house, um, number six, and a few other bits and bobs. But uh, for, a bit for, of fast lane. Wee bit of fast lane. There wasn't just, a whole pile happened. There really wasn't. It was a massive waste of time. But we will be talking about that over on the feed. And Martin will uh, be able to do his proper sign off. Oh, so, I can't wait. <laughs> so until then, folks, uh, we'll talk to you next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, Nair to Know Media, the True Penny Channel, and the WrestlingRewind.com. See you then, guys. Give it